Hello, sports and spaghetti listeners. This episode has been brought to you by Underground's Record Cafe. Go get some breakfast or lunch and some records only at Underground's Record Cafe, 206 Main Street, Oakville, Connecticut. And find them on Instagram at Underground's Record Cafe. Now, on to the episode. I'm trying to think of a talking point here. Oh, you can't talk with me? You had no problem talking with, with some of my replacement. No, well, your replacement came ready. I got to be honest oh, with yeah. you. Shout out Nikki. Nikki did a good job. You'll hear. You'll hear about. You'll hear about my review later, Nikki. <laughs> Anthony comes back from Hawaii, and he's gonna he's gonna review Nick's performance. I have a nice mom. Just mom. Just skip that part. I got a nice Polynesian glow on me right now. <laughs> Chris, did I tell you my master plan that I didn't? I didn't end no, up doing. No. While I was in Hawaii, I wanted to. I wanted to adopt the Tongan kid, <laughs> a, la, a la the blind side, and bring him back to the States <laughs> to play offensive line. i tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> he might look like Maui, but he's going to make millions. That's what I'm saying. Send it right back home over the boat, over overseas. Michael Orr. It's just Michael Orr 2.0, but this time it's a Tongan kid. Wow. Yeah. So that's your master plan. That's the master plan. I mean, I could probably get away with a Samoan too, but I, I don't know. Tongans are Tongans are large humans. Yeah. Now tell me about this. So, so you're in Hawaii, right? Correct. Um, I'm acting like I didn't ask you about this whole trip on the way. Well, I drove him back. Everybody listening, I dis- I took on the task of driving Aunt and his lovely wife to and from Hawaii via via the Van Wick. The White Stone, Throg's Neck, The Hutch, 684, and Moody Drive, for good measure. Yes, I did. I just want to let everybody know that I was the airport ride. Uh, yes, he was my Uber Black, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good time. No, ask me This a is a paid service. <laughs> Have the type of day you deserve. Um, <laughs> just get it out of the way. <laughs> It was going to be my sign-off, but it's blown now. I've blown my cover. Oh, I once summered with Andy Warhol in, where is it? Macaroon. Macaroon. I once summered in Macaroon with Andy Warhol. Uh, Purple and ponytails. Can I interest you in 100 stuffed peppers? Sorry. Sorry, it's a podcast. Yeah, shout out Impractical Jokers. If you couldn't guess, that's what we were quoting. That's what we were quoting. So, um, anyway. Go tell ahead. you, tell me about Hawaii real quick. It was a good time. I ate a lot of raw fish, um, because it's real easy when you know when you see where it was caught, and then an hour later it was processed and made into uh, made into poke bombs. It's real easy to eat. It's real, real easy to eat. It's uh, it's delicious. Um, I lot ate ate a lot of fresh fruit. There was a papaya tree in the backyard that was delicious. Did you know that papayas? When Melissa was pregnant with Sabrina, uh, they were to be avoided at all costs because they could um, they could cause you to go into labor. Uh, really? Yeah, they I have a not, chemical in them. I did not uh, know they that. They could cause um, they could cause you to lo- to miscarry. Uh, or that, so they're to be like avoided at all costs. I'm serious. I didn't know that. That's, that's wild. Like like that weird reason why you can't drink grapefruit juice if you have like a heart condition or you're on heart meds. Yeah, well, yeah. that's like a, a an interaction with the drugs that like neutralizes the drug. Oh, is that because of the acid? I didn't know that. That's that. 
This I, there's a chemical I, I don't know the name of it, but it uh, it could induce uh, very very preterm labor. Like you're like you're to avoid it at all costs. And papayas are very popular not only in Hawaii but in a lot of Spanish speaking countries, and so that's like a a big thing. And so every time I worked at Whole Foods and I saw papaya, I was like, no, no, we cannot eat it. Yeah, well, there was a lot of fresh papaya. We had some. Uh, there was a fresh citrus tree. Mystery citrus. It wasn't an apple. It wasn't an orange. It wasn't a lime. Or an apple. It wasn't an orange. It wasn't a lime. It wasn't a lemon. It tasted like all of them at once and none of them at the same time. It was delicious. That's what I used in the. Nobody knew what it was. Uh, I couldn't tell you. It was a citrus. Uh, that's what I used in the guac. I made homemade guac with. It wasn't a Meyer lemon. No. With with tree ripened up. It was like greenish orangish, and it tasted kind of like a lime, but kind of like a lemon and kind of like an orange. It was just a citrus. I asked, hey, what tree is that? And he said, it's a citrus tree. Oh. It was a good time. Maybe they all got together and had a real big party. It tasted real good. So, I mean. yeah, And, was, and you weren't allowed to bring one back. I could not bring one back. No, there's, uh, there's two agricultural scanners. Uh, one at security and then one right before you board the plane. Because... Couldn't tell you why. Now, wait a minute. You saw a fruit that you didn't know the name of, and some person just passed it off as a citrus. Not a person. You... It was the gentleman that's growing it that I planted understand. the tree. And you couldn't look up what it might have been? I was on Hawaii time, Chris. I didn't have time to look anything up. You had all day. Yeah, I didn't want to, though. Why would I look something up? Why would I stress myself out? I enjoyed it. I t- It was the juiciest citrus fruit I've ever seen in my life. Chris, I'm going to ask you. Now, these are decent. You saw the picture. They're decent-sized avocados that fell yes, from the tree. Yes, I used four avocados to make guac. Okay. Can you guess how many citruses I needed? Half of one. One citrus, and it was too much. I had to add a, f- uh, a fifth avocado. Wow, I usually use a half a half the juice of a lime, a juice of half a lime with one avocado. Yeah, this thing was it was bursting, bursting with juice. I want to go just to try this. I don't know what that is. I want it's, now. I want to know. It was great. I mean, I could probably ask. I could probably ask Bob. That's who I, this guy's name I stayed with. Um, we could probably ask him, but he told me it was just citrus. So, oh, citrus. see, I would be that guy. I'd say, well, I want to know what the name of the tree is. Yeah. What did you name the tree? Is its name Samwise? I don't know if he named the tree. I, no, I know. It was a joke. It was a, That flew over your head. Yeah, it did. Wow. I would want to know what it was called. That's all. But that's me. Either way. You know what? It, go ahead. You were going to do a transition. I'll give it to you. Well, I was it's just going to say, day back. either way, Sabrina had a cold today. Yeah. So what's better to treat a cold than some good old Italian penicillin? The pastina. Nah. The pastina. Now, not only have we... Oh, hello. Hi, Benny. Welcome back. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, ben E. Shartz has returned. <laughs> so yes. we brought... We uh, we ate the pastina. Um, we made it for Sabrina. Sabrina was having none of it. Dumped it on the floor. Not once, but twice. <laughs> Pretty, it was actually... One of them almost fell in Melissa's <laughs> hair. hair. I don't Listen. want to laugh because she was upset, but that was really, that was no, really was, funny. She was almost laughing. Listen, uh, 
when we were on our way to the store to get the pastina just a few hours ago, I mean, what did I say? Uh, you were like, are you, are you, do you think she might like mine better? I said, when she likes none of them, I'll make her a peanut butter and jelly, and that's what she'll have. And so what did we do? We made pastina two ways and gave both of them to her. She wanted none of either, and then I made her a peanut butter and jelly. And I'm, she ate that under protest. I ha- It was very much under protest. Um, but no, we, we, if you were here for our comfort food episode, you'd know that I take my pastine with milk and butter. Yeah, and apparently not with pastina. It's not pastina. So I don't even know how you have a dog in this fight, to be honest. Uh, this is what we always... You can make it with pastina, but it's you just... Could. It's better you with... You should. I use the, the tubatini, the tubatini. Tubatines? Yeah. Uh, they just... I like it better. That's what my grandmother always used. It's either that or the little stars. She would use those. The Stellini? Sure. Yeah. She uses either the, the Tubatines or the Stellines. Mm-hmm. I use <laughs> the Tubatines. <laughs> Listen, what you made was good, okay? What you made was good, but here's my thing about it. It's better, it's better than a cream sauce to me because I don't like a cream sauce. This, this wasn't milk disguising itself as a cream sauce. It was being milk. Like the milk was itself. Yeah, that's why we call it pastine with milk and butter, I not love with that. the cream sauce. No, I'm saying I like that because yes. of that. Like I'm telling people, the people that can't taste it, that they they need to know that the milk is sitting in the bottom a little bit. Yes. But that's the point. Yes. And it's very good. So when you're like, I put too much milk. No, you didn't. Advocating for you, Anthony. Thank you. I was about to get snippy because I thought you were gonna. No. I thought you were just gonna dump on me because it wasn't Grammy's recipe. It was. It was good. I appreciate that very it much. It wasn't better than mine, but it was good. I disagree, but that's okay. You know who doesn't disagree is my mouse. My mouse said that my pastina was better. She still, she still ate mine as well. She did, and she liked both. If she didn't like it, she wouldn't eat it. I know, but. Mine is, see, yours to me, it just feels like, when I tasted yours, it was just like pasta. Just pasta with, with a little oil and I butter. I you could say that. It was just pasta with oil and butter. First, first of all, I, listen, it had, it's a very simple dish. You got to cook it, and I, and I think my mom does this better than me, but you got to cook mine so that there's more pastina than water. To get it how she does it. Which I, I think I had almost an equal amount of when it was all said and done. Um, but it came out good. It just... What's interesting is that when we when I make it my way and when you make it your way, both of those remind each other of, of their grandmother. Okay? So, yours is the best to you and mine's always going to be the best to me because it's what we grew up with. Of course. But mine is just better. I, no, it's not. Because I would rather eat rice with the same ingredients you've put on. Why are you Why would me- you why would you not want the pastina because it coats your tongue? Tubatini with with some milk splashed in it is not I don't know what planet you live on where you think tubatini was a better play than pastina for that dish because the the milk Anthony does not adhere to the tubatini it's not it's supposed milk. to the one's you're the su- point of the milk su- you drink it at the end with all the pepper oh, and it's warm God. pepper milk pepper 
pepper milk. Cowabunga pepper milk? <laughs> no, the point is, if you want to feel better, you're going to drink milk or warm milk oh, at some God. point. And it's there. It's peppery. I'm not a cat. It's delicious. I, I understand you're not a cat. Uh, it was good. It was good. Yes, yours was just pasta. No, it wasn't just pasta. It was pastina. It was pa- It was pastina when you're sick. Chris, there's no difference from what you handed me than <laughs> than a pen than penne with butter, salt, and olive oil. Yes, it there is. is no difference. Yeah, that, yours is no different than than, than what than, than penne what? with some milk and pepper and nonsense. Have you ever had penne with milk? No. How I, many times have you had pasta with butter? Very few. Okay. Any. How many times would a normal person have pasta? How many times has the mouse had pasta with butter? Way too many, and I dislike every time. But she chose mine over yours. Because it's milk. Oh, my God. No, Anthony, because it's better. Because it's pastina. It's a different texture. And I said while it's cooking, it smells different. You cannot deny that it smells different while it's cooking than than shells. Than spaghetti. It's... Oh. That was classic. Grammy is rolling over in her grave right now because you're going against her pastina. If I'm sick, there's no difference from eating pastina, how you prepared it, than eating elbow macaroni. That's that's such a bad take because you can swallow the pastina whole. That's the whole point of it. You don't have to bite it. You don't have to chew pastina. You let it sit and coat your tongue and mouth hole. And then you get and, and 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 then you just let it you know slither its way down, and it's it's very very good. It's warm. It war it coats your throat. It coats your throat real nice. The milk, what? I mm, huh, get another when, point for you, Anthony. What if you're dairy? What if you're dairy intolerant, like my brother? Sorry, Nikki, you're not eating it. He's not eating either one. Let's be honest. Picky <laughs> Nikki, I heard last week. <laughs> Picky Nikki, um, he's not eating either. Chris, when you when you're sick. And it's a cold day, yeah. And you want to warm up, and you want to feel better. Yep. <laughs> Are you gonna eat soup? No. You're not gonna eat any soup. No. No. No chicken soup. None of that. You're no. laughing because you've made chicken soup because but, you weren't feeling well. No, that's not. It's because Melissa wasn't feeling well. What I do when I'm when I have a cold is I tell everybody I'm fine and I just go about my day. I'm not kidding you. But if I you act need, like I'm not sick. But if you need some form of comfort via culinary cuisine, I have hot chocolate or hot tea. I have a hot tea with lemon and honey. I agree. I agree. But let's say you need something for dinner. I'm not. You're not getting it out of me because I do not make myself soup. I only make soup when I make it for other people. Okay, normal people will eat soup. Okay, but I'm not normal. How long have you known me? Would you not consider my pastina soupy? Um, to be honest with you, I think I would. I would. But it's just milk, Aunt. It's a milk broth the soup. Milk, the milk broth! The milk doesn't do anything extra. It just adds it more moisture. That's the only difference. If you put pastina pasta instead of those little tubes, there'd be one difference and that it was milky. It was in a milky poof instead of, of the thick richness of the plain pastina with salt, butter, uh, uh, pepper, and a drop of olive oil. Sorry, olive oil. You don't like when you put emphasis on the No, sex. it's not that I don't like it. It's just different. Like my mom says hash brown. Like just <laughs> doesn't that sound wrong? Yeah. Um but n- no, 
it's it. You you gave me plain pasta with now, butter. Is this, is this your grandmother's recipe? That's Greek. No, it's no. the Italian. This one? is my Italian grandmother. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah, this is nanny. Nanny, I don't know why nanny would put milk in it. I mean, it was good, but I don't know if the milk added something. It added comfort. Yeah, but mm, I I disagree with you because I just think it added. I think it added wetness. Yeah, but if you're if you're if. If we're giving this to somebody who didn't grow up like us, eating pastina from our grandmother separately, I gotta be honest with you, I didn't eat it a lot when I was younger. But anyway, this is go-to. I still, when I as as a twenty-five-year-old man, when I don't feel good, I'll text Nanny and be like, "Hey, I'll come with the groceries. I'll buy everything. Will you make it for me?" Mm. What I loved about it, I will say, is when you tasted it, you said, "I finally did it." And that's got to be the best feeling. Because I remember when I finally got really close to Grammy's sauce, I started to cry. Like, that must have been awesome that you nailed the taste. So this is the dumbest thing you're ever going to hear. My whole life, she, to this day, drinks whole milk. And in my house, it was either skim milk. When I was growing up, it was skim milk. And now, as a married man, it's, I don't know, I think it's 1%. Uh, it's 1%. It's 1% milk. You went up 1%. I think the issue is I would always make it with the thinner milk and it never came out creamy. Now, with Sab's whole milk, shout out Sab, yes. for having that in the household, it, it that is what made it taste. And it was the it's the, it's the tub of teen. I don't know the, the brand. That was Sclafani. It was Sclafani. Yes, the Sclafani in the bag, not the box. The Sclafani tube of teens. That's, what she, that's what she always used, always uses. I got to tell you. Um, no, it, it was good. It was good. The whole milk is such an MVP. Melissa didn't like whole milk. And now she drinks it because Sabrina does. I have been waiting my whole life because my family got 2%. It's a, it, they're, now they're a whole milk house because of Sabrina. Um, but they were always 2% and the whole milk from any other kind of milk is night and day, man. My, I know my mother couldn't ever drink whole milk because same re I mean, same reason Jules can't. She's like, it's like cream. Oh, or it's like me, and it's funny because anytime Nanny has extra milk, because you know how old Italian women are, they'll buy, when I got a quarter of a jug left, I'm going to buy a new one, and then nobody drinks it and you end up wasting it. Yep. I'll come over, and no matter what time it is, no matter the temperature, anything, I just get force-fed milk. And she's like, but I got the Hershey's, you could have chocolate milk. Oh, so the chocolate milk with the whole milk. milk. Incredible. Anthony, there's nothing better than chocolate milk with whole milk. And, and it's funny because now that I've been drinking it, like, exclusively for two years, as my dog continues to fumble around this room, he has not been able to get comfortable for 20 minutes. This, like... Uh, he's making eyes at Sabrina's stuffed dog. I think... He's, no, I he's think... not. He's making eyes at the wall. You're staring at a wall, dude. Ben. Benny. Oh, Benny. Oh, hello. Hi. I see he's there. He snacked back into coherence. But since she's been having whole milk for two years, I'm so used to it that it just seems like regular milk. So anytime I have like lesser, lesser uh, fat milk, it's like water. I'm sorry, Jules. I know you love your 1% because that's what you grew up on. I grew up on skim, but there's something about the whole milk just hitting. Oh, I love whole it. Milk is and I'm sure if you made that, uh, what that the pastina that you made with, with skim milk now, it, it wouldn't be nearly as good. No, absolutely not. And it was very good. I'm just I'm just busting your chops. It was it was excellent. You needed to get a rise out of me. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed you. 
I wanted to see how far I could push you. Under, you got me pretty far. Benny, again, with the flatulence. Oh, I don't smell it yet. Oh, he... He flatulated? He, he, he had me in his sights, and he cocked back and blasted me with a spray of, and, of and Benny uh, ash juice. And uh, <laughs> three dogs, his are the worst. His are the worst. Benny, I taste it. Ah. Oh. How come I don't smell it? Because he was aiming it at me. <laughs> he projected the fart onto you. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it made its way over to this side of the cozy coop. Oh, Anthony. Pastina. Um, I'll tell you what. It it was nice to do something simple tonight. Yes. Uh, and even though Sabrina was under the weather and didn't have one bite of either of them, it was nice to eat pastina the way that we... Grew up with. Grew up with it. Yeah. It, it, you know, respectively. Pastina a la grandmothers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think it was a really good day uh, to do it because it was snowing today. It snowed on my way into, uh, on my way into work. I texted, uh, I texted Melissa today when, uh, when I had gotten to work. It was probably about 930. So we get done our morning message, morning meeting, whatever. And, um. And I, and I looked out the window, and it goes into the courtyard of the school. It's a big space in the middle because our school is like a big square. And um, and I saw it. It was coming down hard. It there was were, like, the, it there was were like, the fat ones, too. The fat yeah, ones. Yeah, it was like just barely snow, oh, so yeah. it was coming down it like counts. rain. It counts. I know. Oh, shush. I know it counts. It's November 1st. It wasted no time whatsoever. Anyway. Listen, I, 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 like, I like to romanticize snow until I have to, like... Shovel and like. And Anthony said it was Christmas time today, which is not true. Okay. And, but anyway. Okay. Anyway, my kids, um, my my kids didn't see it, and so I I did the proverbial, guys, just look out the window, and they all got up and went to the window, and I took the video from Melissa, and I said it's snowing here. She goes, what? It's not snowing here. That's the difference in like three miles. Yeah, I was going. So when I go to work, I go like back roads through New York. Because Stanford's a hell of a drive, um, and I don't want to do ninety five, so I come up eighty four, and then I go back roads through yeah, all that. Um, nice, it was a nice drive, and I'm pretty much by myself. But I get to go through the nice fall foliage with some snow coming down. It was a great time. There's no more foliage. There's foliage. Hmm. Anthony, it's not Christmas time. We're circling back to that. I need to get this out on record. November first is not Christmas time. I don't care what you say. Halloween was yesterday. I don't it was care. October. I don't care. Twenty four hours. Ago. I don't October. care. October. I was trick or treating. It's Christmas first today. No. Or Christmas Eve first. No. Christmas Eve first. I'll get in the Christmas spirit from now until. I don't know. There's from... no Christmas spirit. It's November first, Anthony. Chris, I'll be in. I'll be December in December first. I'll be in the spirit from from November. First to November, we'll say twentieth, uh, and then from the twenty first, from the twenty first through the twenty sixth, that's Thanksgiving, that's and then hogwash. we're back to Christmas. Hogwash. Absolutely after, not. After Thanksgiving, I'll give it to you. So on 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 uh, on November twenty seventh, on that Monday, I'll give it to you. I can. I, I will hand you Christmas time, and it's still November, and that's me being generous. No, Frank the turkey just went out in my yard today. Yeah. And I did not put Snoopy in the yard today. You want to sing me? A, you want to sing me a Thanksgiving song? Yes, um, I actually know one uh, because I went to Catholic school, and it's called "We Gather Together." You want to try? And there's "Hey Pilgrims, Hey Pilgrims, 
Hey, pilgrims, we'll tell your tale. To journey to your freedom, your ship set sail, set sail. And then there's like a story. You're singing a colonization anthem, Chris. (laughs) It's for Thanksgiving. It's a harvest time. It's the harvest. I just sang over. And then it goes into like a long time ago. The pilgrims, and they were led by whoever. Oh, led by whoever. You can't even tell me the lead pilgrim. Yeah, who's the lead elf? It's Bernard. Everybody knows it's Bernard. It's E.L. Fudge. He's the lead elf. (laughs) Anyway. um, There's a Kris Kringle. There's no Terry Turkey. (laughs) It's Frank the turkey's in my front yard. It's Frank. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yep. No, it's not. The most wonder you want to go there? Fine. The most wonderful time of the year. Mom, mom is going to be listening. And she knows that June 1st is the best time of the year. Wrong. <laughs> it's right. I, I want to tell you something. I'm really actually excited for the holidays this year. And I group Thanksgiving and Christmas together with the holidays and even Halloween. Again, yes, correct. I w- See, now I'm willing to bend there. I'm willing to bend. Okay. But here's the thing, it's not Christmas time because look, it's it's November 1st, dude. Like a month ago we just started October. It's not Christmas time. And I know they started playing Christmas music in some of the department stores and retail chains uh, uh, via my wife who is being tortured by it and she likes this time of every, year. Every three songs. It's terrible. That's horrendous. So you're going to tell me you're going to listen to Christmas music like like now? What? What? Chris, do you want me to? Do you want a therapy session right here? Go ahead. I haven't really. Christmas has been. It fe- it's always felt like it's missed something since I was a little kid. Me. I've always yeah. Well, it's it's as soon as I started working, the the joy of Christmas has gone out of my life. Okay, why? I dealt with retail. It was yeah. just days felt like days and days and days. And now I'm in a position where I can for lack of a better term, have a holly jolly Christmas. And by God, I'm going to have a holly jolly Christmas. Yeah, well, some of us can't have a holly jolly Christmas, Anthony. Some of us have two-year-olds that spend money like it's coming out of my metaphorical wiener. It has nothing to do with the money. Now, because I have a job that doesn't include retail, I look I look, and, oh, no, I, now I have, I have the day before, the day before Christmas Eve off. So Christmas Eve, we always go to my mom's house. Awesome. I can now cook at my mom's house that I haven't been able to do Isn't in five that years. Fabulous! I have Christmas off. I looked at my schedule today. From Christmas oh. Day to January second, we're work from home. Just like me. It's just it, like Daddy it's inc- over it's here. It's incredible. So I can get. I, I don't have to deal with other people's Christmas. I don't have to deal with their their being absolutely terrible because uh-huh. because Jimmy wanted a Jamar Chase jersey. Yep. We don't have Jamar Chase jerseys, and and this is unbelievable Why because not? we don't have right. it. Why don't you? I don't oh. have to deal with that anymore. Anthony, it's so I got to tell you as a teacher, it's one of the most fun times, and and I'm I'm just again busting on you because uh, uh because you bet today when I I unfurled the November calendar at work today with the kids. They were like, it's Christmas next month. They weren't like, it's Thanksgiving. They're like, it's one month until Christmas. I was like, yeah, I know. You're, I'll give you a good analogy, okay? Thanksgiving as a holiday, it's like a bottle rocket. Yep. Great. It's great. It lasts two seconds. It's wonderful. It's a quick, it's a quick hitter. Christmas time, 
That's the that's the Disney Fantasmic firework display. I agree. No, I know. Listen, I I agree. I I don't. I'm not in it yet. I'm not in it, but I am more excited this year than any other year, and I think it's because. Uh, I think everything with with both sides of the family is like really nice right now and ironed out. Can What's, you go, Benny? You also have a child that's now oh getting God. getting old enough to see Santa and get excited for Santa oh, so and all that. I mean, we went trick or treating yesterday, Aunt, and she said trick or treat to every single house and Happy Halloween at the end. And bye. that's amazing. Like she and then and then every time we went up to another house, she said candy, <laughs> candy, not even to eat it, just to get it. She was so excited, and so. Yeah, the whole the whole presents thing. It's not even how many. It's just like, like like setting the tree up next month. Yeah, like and, you, you and putting figure, the train around. You it. figure she was la- last year. She was she had just turned one. A right. one a one year old's not gonna like. Right. She'll open presents. She doesn't know what's going on. But now it's like she'll rip stuff open and like you have a good you have a good age and I have a niece that does right. that so I can bring Christmas cheer. Yeah, that oh, hasn't been brought. And and I think that makes all the difference. And again, both both sides of the family are so into her, and and we have a plan already for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Just as nice. I don't care how long it takes. You can look at the time all you want. This is a fun one. Oh yeah, no, um, I know. I was just checking to see what we were at. Yeah, no, it, it's going to be a fun holiday. Uh, and I think the best way to kick it off on, on as the beginning of Christmas time, so you say, I guess we can call it Christmas time on this pod. I'll, get, I'll let you in. Because uh, in this household, I, I won the Postina today because my wife agreed. You also won the Christmas argument in the house because Melissa's on your side too. Yeah. But so I'll give it to you on the pod. Uh, the best way to start that off was with some Postina. Absolutely. Yeah. It just makes you feel, because that's at the end of the day, that's what holidays are all about. You know, Thanksgiving is, it's just a regular meal if you're not with people you love. Exactly. So that's the whole point is you want to feel comfortable. You want to feel cozy. You want to feel at home. And hello, Melissa's mother, uh, Melissa's aunt, I told you, makes the best turkey ever. We'll talk about that more in a few weeks, but oh man. Oh, we didn't even do that yet. Yeah, we got to do that. Well, I hear some rustling coming yeah. from coming from the family room. So Chris is going to go play dad. I'll hold you over with I'll some. So- I'll hold you over with some soothing nothingness because you'll never know. We'll be right back with sports. Okay, we're back. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. I'm back. I'm from, back from the uh, the island of Hawaii. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But right now, Chris, you're gonna get an intro. You didn't get one last week. Nikki didn't give you an intro no. last week. Ladies and gentlemen. A favorite segment of ours. This is where you're going to hear about the good, you're going to hear about the bad, and you're going to hear about the eh. Maybe in that order, maybe not. Because this is in no particular order. All right. With Mr. Chris Walker. I love you. All right. The eh this week, we're going to talk about soccer because Felipe wants us to talk more soccer. He commented on the last episode and say, why you guys never talk about soccer? And I was like, uh... I know you were trying to do a Felipe impression, but no. Sounded... If I did him, if I did, a, if I did a Felipe, I'd say, "Mr. Walker, why are you so crusty?" It's, it kind of sounded like Gloria Estefan a little no. bit. <laughs> why don't you talk about soccer? That that would be him. I just want you to talk about the soccer. <laughs> that's my Gloria Estefan. No, that's unfair. You stop being crusty. <laughs> anyway, uh, and he would like this because we're talking. I'm talking about Brazilian soccer, actually. And he is Brazilian. Um, 
So Neymar is having surgery on his cruciate ligaments. They didn't speci- specify which cruciate ligaments. There are three of them. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> which? Oh, excuse me, four. Well, I just know there's more than one. ACL, more. PCL, MCL, and LCL. Anyway. Oh, yeah, I knew that. And UCL. That's in your thumb, in your elbow. Yeah, well, I knew that. So there's five cruciate ligaments. Well, I would assume it was in his knee. It was. Yeah, it okay. was. He's a footballer after all. Anyway, he's having surgery on, on his cruciate ligaments, and he threw a huge house party, uh, much to the dis- – now, this is what I love. Okay, so see, Joe, 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 Joe Biden uh, doesn't involve himself in sports, right? He very rarely involves himself in politics. But right. Well, this is not a political pod, uh, even though we, I think most most would probably agree with that, uh, even on his side of, of things. Um, but anyway, I love how other countries' presidents or people in charge involve themselves in sports because it really is so much bigger in other countries than in the United States, sports, especially soccer or football as they call it. So President Lula um, of Brazil, he's got like five names, but they call him Lula. (laughs) So Leo Messi just won the Ballon d'Or, which is the best uh, soccer player in the world. Uh, He won his eighth of those. uh, Just I think it was yesterday or a few days ago he got named that. And so this was what he had to say about the house party indirectly. Messi will serve as an example to all our young people. Anyone who wants to win the Ballon d'Or has to dedicate themselves to what they do. They have to be professional. It doesn't work if you go on a binge and if you go out, said the he the, the Brazilian president said on uh, their conversations with the president program they have in Brazil. And so that was a shot directly at Neymar, uh, who injured himself, and then he and his his lady... Uh, through this massive house party, or with you know, I mean, and it wasn't it wasn't like an afternoon tea. Uh, there was alcohol involved, and Neymar is a big name celebrity, of course, especially in Brazil, and so he was involved. You know, it wears his head at the pre- the president wants to know. The president demands to that he stop. I don't think it really matters. Of course it doesn't. That's why it's eh. It's like, who's the eh? Is it Neymar? Is it the president? Is it everybody? That's why it's eh. It's, it's silly news. My question is, yeah, he's having surgery on his knee, and you're drinking on narcotics. Messi, that's the or, yeah, that's the problem. Neymar, Neymar, Neymar. that's the problem. Well, there is that, too. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange... Uh, they take it very seriously, Anthony. They t- it's their guy. That, that that's their golden boy right there. His Neymar, it's not Vinny Junior. Okay, it's Neymar. Vinny Junior is another Brazilian. I, I figured, player. but it was just funny. Um, anyway, he's another one. He's the a looker as well. The ladies like Vinny Junior. Oh, I don't know how to say I love. I love Mencanto in Spanish. Vinny Junior, uh, Vinny Junior. Okay, the good this week, it we're, wow, I'm very political today. This is very unlike me. But it is coming up on election a week. By the next episode's airing, it will be ele- past election day in your in your towns. Vote for mayor, um, whoever that might be. Again, I am not affiliated, and I will not give you advice. Um, former President George W. Bush, his middle name is? George 
W stands for, is it Walker? It is. That's right. I just wanted you to say it. Uh, that would be my last name. So anyway, G.W. Bush um, knew how to treat current MLB players while he's in the clubhouse. I don't know if you heard about this. I didn't. Um, continue. So G- George Bush uh, was part owner of the Texas Rangers in the 90s. Correct. He's, okay. the, he's the moron that traded Sammy Sosa. Continue. Yes. So, but but he has been around pros. Yeah. In between, or, or I guess bookending his presidency and in, in his career in politics, part of what he did was he was part owner of the Rangers, and now he's still obviously heavily involved with them. They're in the World Series. Yeah, he threw out, didn't he throw out the first pitch? Yeah. Yep. Um you know, and he's done it several times for them, and he's no no different now. And Texas loves George W. Bush. Fine. Um, Max Scherzer was somebody that Bush really wanted to meet because he's never met him. Um, but he saw that he had his headphones on, and he thought better of it. And this came to light because Max Scherzer was asked about it. He said, did you see Bush in the clubhouse? And he goes, yep. But he saw me with my headphones on, and he and we both kind of acknowledged to each other that maybe another time is better without even saying anything. And right there, I like that from George W. Bush because he didn't use his, his status as former president to say, I can talk to anybody. He still respected the integrity of baseball, and I really like that. And what I don't like, though, is the comments, the political... Oh, he's got to get political on Instagram and TikTok and on Facebook. It's got to get political because they're like, oh, of course he's in the clubhouse. Well, yeah. I mean, the guy's had ties to the team since before I was born. He owned it. He owned the team. (laughs) So, yeah, he's going to be allowed back. Yes, he was the former president. They're going to allow him back. Everybody likes him there. And he also wasn't abusing his authority or his status in any sh- way, shape, or form. But they're saying, uh, the people saying, well, of course that's what a Republican would do. That, that has nothing to do with that. What are you talking about? The guy hasn't been the president for how long now? It's been a while. Like, really? It's been, it's been a while. 20, 2007 was his last year. We're coming up on 20, 20 years. 16 years ago. Like, we've moved on from Bush. Okay? He wasn't that bad. Uh, I mean, he wasn't that great, but he wasn't that bad. None of them are. Okay. Stop with the political the, comments. The skyline of New York begs to differ. <laughs> I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go. There was, I said he wasn't the worst one ever. Okay. Okay. There's been worse presidents, I think. I'm not going to name them on this podcast, but there have been worse. So, Chris, you're going on I think on I record. already did name one. Chris, you're going on record saying George Bush was not that bad. No, I'm saying he was not the worst. There there were worse presidents, and I think I've already said one of their names on this podcast. I, I I've said I've said one. I'm not going there. I'm not doing <laughs> politics. This is a sports show. A sports show. I am I'm really I don't care either way. Um No. He was put no nope. 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 Chris, where were you on January sixth? <laughs> You're going to ask me, where were you? I was about to say I was in first grade right across the street. And they said, you're going home. But that wasn't, that was in September. I was, I was, uh, I was three. Oh, God. 
I was three. This is a funny story. They always There's played it. funny about this. All the stories funny. They played it, uh, obviously, on the TV yep. and the pre-K I was at. So I went. I kept going back to this pre-K, and the teacher had they, – they went to my parents, and they were like, you need to talk to your son. And they're like, why? I guess I kept building up little Lego towers <laughs> and just throwing <laughs> other bricks at it, just knocking them down. <laughs> like you really need to have like a... the action of of the impact. <laughs> it's it's like the Titanic that I have that I had that Ross has. I didn't tell you Ross found it. <laughs> I pulled my headphones out. It's like that Titanic that sinks in the tub. The I, I I needed I needed to rewind the movie right and. I need to fast forward right up until where the boat sinks. You needed the carnage. <laughs> I, and we're not making fun. I'm not making light of what happened uh, 20-something years ago. Um, my headphones are still not... Oh, because I pulled the whole apparatus out of my head. Anyway. <laughs> wow, we went way off the rails there. <laughs> okay. Tell me, about the, tell me about the bad, Chris. <laughs> The bad is the twenty-four combined punts between the Giants and the Oh no, we're it's back in New York. York. Oh, That's that was the second a... worst thing to happen in New York. Oh, <laughs> was probably that game on Sunday. I actually watched it, and you know when when Melissa is is asking me about what's happening, then it's it's enticing in some way, sports wise. She was like. What happened now? What did it wait? Did the, did the play happen? What's going on? Because every play was worse than the last play in that game. Uh, between the negative nine passing yards the Giants had in the game to the fact that they ran like 28 straight run plays um, uh, to the two negative one yard passes that uh, Paisan had in uh, overtime uh, to the two field goal misses by Graham Gano, dear. Uh, <laughs> inside 35 yards it does it i was funny there that was good um that was a bad football game and the jets somehow stole a win from the giants who who should have won that game a, like, a long time ago it's a tough it's a tough look that's for the rough, giants <laughs> it's and it's a bad look for the jets and they won but it's even worse for the Giants because imagine sitting there. Imagine a Giants fan sitting on that disgusting day at MetLife Stadium. Demersky oh, wait, we know one. <laughs> <laughs> Demersky, we keep talking about this guy like he's like he's the devil. We're going to talk to him on Friendsgiving. We're going to get him on the pod. I can't wait to have him talk. You're going to wait to hear him spread, spew his nonsense. He's going to call it gravy. Let's hope he doesn't bring ham this time. <laughs> Let's hope he doesn't bring a full-size ham to the full three-course Thanksgiving feast that we have. Oh, here's a big spiral ham, guys. Just pop, just pop it in the oven. Where? Where's it going to go? I couldn't even bake my bread in the oven. I had to do it on my grill. We grilled the bread. The focaccia was grilled. It's so good. He said, he, he said, just throw it in the oven for 50 minutes. Oh, it's four o'clock. We're eating dinner. We gotta wait for the ham. 
We gotta wait for an hour for this this spiral bound ham. Oh man, the glaze on it. Oh, you gotta put the glaze. I oh, I hiccuped. Demersky, I love you, and I love Christina too. But that was a questionable call at best. I know. Please they... don't bring another one, Brian. Did you see what Jules put in the in the <laughs> chat? For the invitation? Yes, I did. No outside food or drink allowed. It's like a game. No outside food or drink. We will provide everything. We still have to make the menu for, for that. Uh, but yeah, so anyway, Demersky was at the game. A shout out to you. Um, uh, well, I'm going to ask him about that that decision he made last year, uh, when we're, this year at Friendsgiving. I think the worst thing about that game, too, is Tyrod Taylor going down. It's just he fell on the ball. <laughs> like his ribs are hurt. He fell on the ball. Uh, Dan okay. Jones, Tyrod Taylor. Now we bring in Tommy DeVito. No, I don't mean Joe Pesci from Goodfellas, who was named Tommy DeVito. I mean Tommy DeVito, the Italian out of, uh, uh, oh, Don Bosco. He yep. went to Don Bosco prep. And, uh, that well, the prep school didn't prep him for this game. Because he looked like a fish out of water, man. Right? Just I guess it's just hand the ball to Saquon for the rest of for the rest of the season for the Giants. Dude, Saquon was visibly annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Speak, uh, in I overtime, mean, he was visibly annoyed that he received two screen passes to the right. I mean for a negative one yards. Speaking of v- visibly annoyed, did you see Devontae Adams after Jimmy G missed him for a wide open ninety eight yard not. touchdown? Took his helmet off and slammed it. And then he said uh, on the sideline, you could read his lips. He said, This guy is an F and B. Well, looks ain't everything, Jimmy. He has a three year contract. You know, I thought that he was going to. Oh, there it goes. What a catch. What a catch by Barberry. Ow. <laughs> what a grab. Listen, Jimmy G is a quarterback that I really thought when he was behind Tommy Brady, this guy was going to be somebody, okay? And he and he has just fumfered around, as my dad would say. He fumfers. He's a fumferer. Fumferin' sons. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> he... <laughs> uh... He he just flounders around and he can't keep we flounder a dur a dur. He he can't keep a job. And um yeah, he has never panned out. He's never turned out to be the QB people thought he would. No, one and one thing I don't get as we transition quickly into sports here. Back into sports, I guess. I don't understand what the Raiders are doing. Um the trade deadline had just passed. And the Raiders today have fired their, um, as as we're recording this, have fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels. <clears throat> McDaniels? Why did I say it like that? And their general manager. Um, Daniel Pickett-Cansom? I can't think of his, their general manager's names. Um, Don't look at me. That's all right. I, I, I had it. It's Dave something. Can't think of it. Anyway, they had fired him, and... I don't understand if you're going to completely clean house, you fire your general manager, your head coach, your offensive coordinator. Why didn't they sell at the deadline, Chris? Like, why didn't they 
Why didn't they deal Devontae? They could probably get a second for Devontae. Why didn't they deal even Josh Jacobs or some of these bigger pieces? If you're going to have to retool and bring in a whole new general manager, what are you doing? Like, why aren't you, why aren't you making proactive moves here? That's the Raiders. Yeah, but it's not only the Raiders because if you look at, like, player movement again, look at Washington. Washington traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young for a second and a third. Well, I feel like in in football, in American football, there's not a lot of movement that goes on. No, there's not in-season movement because it's the whole, like, you have to learn the playbook and, and this and that. But, like, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you have an opportunity to sell and just sell the farm. Like, listen, it's it's time for a reset again for the Raiders. This is the third reset in, what, five years? They've consistently drafted bad. They've consistently not held on, signed the wrong players. I don't understand why, if you're going into this, you don't find a general manager, a solid general manager, and be like, hey, man, we're going to get as much ammunition as you want. Devontae's old, so we can you know, get stuff for him. Josh Jacobs is, we're going to have to pay him next year, so we're going to get a contract for him, because you're going to end up losing them for nothing or for less in the offseason. I mean, same thing with Denver. Denver had a big upset win over the Chiefs, which nobody had, so you know, nobody saw coming. It was Mahomes' first ever road loss. It was the first time that the, the Broncos beat the Chiefs since Peyton Manning was the quarterback. But, like, what do you do? Like, Russ is not the answer. Sean Payton's not the answer. We've seen that so far. You got you got you have Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. You have all these players huh. that you said, you know, oh, this is the year he's most definitely getting traded, and no movement. Like. Listen, man, even if it's for even if it's for a fourth or a fifth round pick, like it's better than losing him for nothing in the offseason. You know what I mean? Like it just makes it makes no sense to me. I agree with you. Uh now that see, football's always been that sport to me where where it's been not a lot of player movement. And it's for the reason why you said. So why, but but I agree with you. Why don't teams just do a fire sale? The Raiders could really use it. Well, it's like Chris. I mean, football. We can we can talk football. You know, all day. I can like, talk football all day. But sure. like, if you transition into hockey, what are some teams like? Are there fire sales in hockey? Because we've seen it in baseball. There are millions of fire sales in hockey. There's 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 fire sales. Uh, I mean, teams go into the trade deadline usually the beginning of March. With a plan of buy or sell. And then there's always one team that does nothing. And I'm not going to name them. It's usually my team or your team. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, and, and that's a frustrating thing. And we talked about why. It's because they're going to be middling. Teams like the Islanders and Wild. And they've done exactly that. They've been exactly middling to this point after eight or nine games. But some teams have a fire sale with the intention of making that rebuild. The perfect example of that, and I hate using this team because I detest them with a passion, is the Penguins. When I first started watching hockey, the Pittsburgh Penguins were terrible. They were the laughing stock of the NHL. I'm talking about the 
Sidney Crosby's first season. Yeah, like, didn't they almost get moved to, like, they mo- almost moved out of Pittsburgh, right? Well, Mellon Arena, uh, there were issues with that arena, and then Mario Lemieux bought the team. That's right. And saved the team, essentially, and in more ways than one, more than just as a player. Um, did you know Mario Lemieux played with Sidney Crosby? Crosby's yeah. versus, yep. It's always a cool fact. Uh, anyway, so... Sidney Crosby's first season in 05-06, that was my first season watching hockey. They were so bad. And I liked the Penguins because my dad did. I liked Crosby. I liked Marc-Andre Fleury with the yellow pads. Young goalie. Uh, Evgeny Malkin, again, his rookie year. These guys were, like, going to be the next best team. And then, again, they get Crosby. They get Malkin. They get Latang. Build a team around them. And boom. 16 straight years in the playoffs. And it just, it, it doesn't make sense to me because my whole thing is like, you've heard it, me say it on this podcast before, but like, I'm always a trade the picks guy. But at the same time, if you're a team that's, I don't know how to phrase this. If you're a team that has no clear future, like the Raiders, it sucks to say it because they, I mean, they have superstar upon superstar. They have Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby, like guys are legit. But, if you don't have a clear direction, like if you can't see the roster you have right now, if you can't see in the next three years them making a playoff push and you have aging guys, sell. Yeah. So like let I mean, right now if you look at the if you look at the Raiders, can that team in three years be a Super Bowl contender? Absolutely not. You're not gonna do it with Jimmy G. You're not gonna do it with an aging running back. You're not gonna do it with the offensive line you have. So it's like Get those picks, because when you're when you're a team with no future, all you have is um, I can't think of the word. Not prospect. Like, but oh, when you're a team with no future, all you have is potential. And then when you're a team that's a couple pieces of away, you don't need potential. You need right now. Right. So San Francisco, San Francisco, they do not, they're not a potential team. They're a right, well, they're both. They're a potential and a right now team, but they don't need a third round pick because when you can go get a premier pass rusher that's going to help you right now and in the future, you make that trade. Whereas, like, let's use Carolina, for example, because they're the Panthers, right? Uh, Brian Burns on the trade block, this and that. Now, this could be home cooking, but in three years down the road, with decent drafts, with some decent pieces, do I see the Panthers being a playoff contender? Absolutely. They have a young quarterback on a rookie deal. They have a lot of cap space coming up. They don't have very many big, you know, big free agents impending. They have the building blocks of their team. They have, you know, Bryce Young, Brian Burns. Um, Derek Brown, Frankie Louvu, like those are the guys that you build around. They're cheap right now. It's like, that's why I don't think you sell Brian Burns. So I understand that. You know what I mean? So it's like, unless you have a clear future, like if you can look and be like, can I win with this team in three years? Get Take the picks. And if you're a team where you say, can I win with this team in three years or two years or this year? Get rid of the picks. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my little spiel. That's my Anthony Pick a topic. I can't think at the moment. Spiel. Um, <laughs> we can get in, we can get into some hockey talk because I know yeah. you're you're foaming, you're chomping at the bit for that. So 
Take it away on, on, on the hockey talk, Chris. So I wanted to talk about something I noticed this year. I noticed so many high-scoring games. And the past few years, in fact, all of the last six seasons, goals have been up uh, more than the previous year. Um, and this season is no different than that. 20 teams already uh, out of 32, almost two-thirds of the league, have over th- or at least three goals per game right now. Man, um, They're averaging o- o- at least three. I mean, if you just look at the score of the game that finished tonight, the Buffalo beat the Flyers 5-2. There's seven goals right there. I mean, that's great. That's that's a great average, seven goals in a game. You got a game going on with the Stars and the Flames. It's midway through the second. It's 2-2. These are great things to happen. Um, are goalies getting worse? No. Are players getting better? Yes, but... The league shrunk the goalie equipment. They, you know, they're giving players more chance to score. And even as a goalie, I'm here for it. I'm here for more scoring, um, especially being a fan of a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. Um, even the Islanders are at like 2.6 goals per game, which by their standards is actually pretty okay. That's like right where they should be. Uh, the Obviously, the other side of that is that 21 teams have given up at least an average of three goals a game. Um, but you got guys like Jack Hughes, you got all these superstars now in the league. It didn't used to be all these superstars. Now there's these like crazy superstars. Jack Hughes has 18 points in eight games. That's over two points per game. Like, I mean, Connor McDavid. Yeah. He's had a few injuries. I mean, still Sid, still Ovechkin. Even like Ryan Hartman. Artsy is, Artsy's doing well. Okay, I'm talking about superstars. Ryan Hart. I'm no. talking about Kirill Kaprizov. No, I mean I get it. Like, I don't want to cut you off there, but I think, I think, I do think goalies are getting worse. Like that's my thing. But I don't think it's I don't, their. I don't, I don't think it's their fault. I think it's the same reason why runs are down in baseball is because pitchers are that good now. No, I don't think the goalies are worse because of it. Well, okay, maybe they're not worse, but maybe they're just they can't compete. You know what I mean? Like, right, it's harder to compete. It's harder to compete. I think that's – obviously, stats are going to go along with that. If you can't compete, you're you're going to give up more goals and stuff like that. But same thing with, like, pitchers in, in baseball. It's like pitchers are so dominant. There's you there's ten times more superstar pitchers than there are superstar hitters. Yeah. In hockey, there's 50 times more superstar forwards and defensemen than goalies. Like, Absolutely. Like, who are your – would you call like superstar goalies? I mean, you have Vasilevsky, Vasi, you have Sorokin, Ilya Sorokin, uh, Igor Shosturkin, Igor Shosturkin, uh, UC Saros uh, yeah. on the on the Preds, uh, and then maybe Connor Hellebuck on the Jets, but not I wouldn't, so far. I this wouldn't season. call him a superstar. He's a star. I wouldn't call him a superstar. But That's you've a, got Sorokin, Shosturkin, Vasilevsky, UC Saros, the four of them. That's it. You know what I mean? So it's like. Out of how many teams, there's only four superstar. Like, it's just, it's a hard thing. It's a hard, I mean, it's a hard position to play, obviously, but it's it's hard to be seen as a superstar when you have yeah. McDavid and you have guys like, you know, everybody you were talking about before, you're McDavid, you're even Jason Robertson. I'd call him a superstar right now. Yeah. I, um, there's you know, so many layers to it now in the NHL of guys that can score. When you've got, guys on three lines that can score at a good clip, 20 goal clip. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what we're seeing this year. I mean, you, you've got, 
You've got guys with nine goals already. I mean, Debrinket on Detroit has nine goals already in nine games. Like, that's that's substantial through the first nine games of the season to come out of the gate flying like that. And, and like I said, scoring is way up. Now, do you think the league needs to make an adjustment, or do you think this is something that's going to even it out? Well, some teams need to make an adjustment. The teams at the bottom of the league in goals four. No, I'm, I'm saying like the league, like how dead ball era. They, no, they no, the, the NHL adjusted goaltenders equipment to make scoring more possible. Like this is what the league wanted. Goal. I mean, the goalie pad size has been shrunk so much from let's take 0304 uh, or Patrick was last season's. Uh, he was one of the advocates for it after he retired, of course, not while he's playing. His pads were 12 inches wide, okay? Now goalies can only have 11-inch wide pads. Uh, the shoulder pads got cut down. The specs on all the equipment got cut down. The net um, that used to be a big ring at the bottom of the net, like it used to flare out, they took that away. So there's more space behind the net for players to wrap around. You see so many more wraparound goals now because of that. Um, they've they've really loosened up on, you know, they made hybrid icing. Yeah, that's a player safety thing, but, you know, that eliminates some icings. Um, the no TV timeouts on icings or goals, or if the puck is dumped in from behind center ice and covered by the goal. So there's been so many changes that the league has implemented that lead to this, um, which I, quite frankly, I love. But what I was going to say was the bottom of the league with respect to the goals for, like the Islanders, like and then the bad teams, because the Islanders are not a bad team. They're, they're one point out of a playoff spot nine games in, which is <laughs> surprise, surprise. Where did we say they'd be? One point out of a playoff spot. But they're they're four, two, and two. They're off to a, a good enough start for my liking. They're middling, of course. Four and four. Um they they're in the bottom ten of the league in scoring. And they've got an old lineup. Their fourth line is Casey Sezekis, Cal Clutterbuck, um, and Matt Martin. And sure, that's a great fourth line. And yeah, they've actually scored a couple of goals already this season, but other teams got fourth lines that are stacked. So, sure, a team that predic it's predicated on defense, well, when you're giving up 2.8 goals a game, 2.6 goals a game isn't going to cut the mustard. And other teams need to follow suit. You need to, you need to go out and get players. This is what I'm talking about. Stop being middling and sell the farm one time. Well, that's another, that's another thing, too, is because that I think obviously you're always going to have your high end, your low end teams. It's always going to be a thing. Um, the teams may shift and this team is good and then they're bad for five years and then they're good for seven. And right. Then they're bad. So there's always going to be the ups and downs. You have your teams that are always good. A lot of the penguins. Um, but I think the way hockey is headed is there's, a, there's going to be a lot less of your superstar goalies. Like we said before. And I think there's going to be a proverbial, power shift power balance imbalance i guess power imbalance because you're going to get these teams that are consistently a, a player away two players away and they're going to poach players from bad teams and those teams those bad teams like 
I'm, I keep thinking like Arizona and San Jose and stuff like that because, yeah, both of them were in the they were in the Stanley Cup Finals very recently. But it's like a lot of these teams aren't giving. Neither of those teams were in the finals anytime recently. No, the 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 Sharks definitely were. You tell me the Coyotes were in the finals in the last the, twenty years. The Coyotes were in the finals. Never, Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait. I'll wait, Anthony. Neither team has ever won a cup. <laughs> uh, they are okay. They never played Arizona. Never played. So I'm. I'm just thinking that it's San Jose. San Jose was yeah. was eight years ago. Yeah, I mean, still relatively recent. Yeah, no Arizona. I don't know why I was thinking Arizona, but oh, I'm sorry, Anaheim. That's what I was thinking. Ah, Anaheim won in '07. But that's the thing is like those teams they're gonna they're gonna be bad because they're never giving they're never letting these core players play together. They're getting a superstar and they're immediately trading the superstar for picks for picks, yeah. And then they're not panning out. So it's like I mean, look at look at Edmonton, Ant. Oh my gosh, oh, they fumbled the bag so bad. I and mean, we talked about draft picks a, a bunch of episodes ago. Uh, and Edmonton had number one overall after number one overall. And they've got the best player in the world. The best hockey player in the world in Connor McDavid. And a pretty close, one of the top ten best players in the world in Leon Dreisaitl next to him. Putting up 100 points. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who had 100 plus points last year. On the same team. The same team. And they suck. They are terrible this year. I think they have two wins this year. They just uh, they just won the Heritage Classic uh, uh, over the weekend. They're two five and one to start the season. I mean, with a negative ten goal differential in eight games for that team. I mean, Niall Yakupov was a huge number one pick bust. He's gone. He's not even in the NHL anymore. Like, this team has fumbled it so many times. Goalie, Miko Koskinen, gone. Jack Campbell from the Maple Leafs, terrible season last year. Stuart Skinner, all right, he was an all-star. He's not having a good year so far this year. It's like they can't catch a break. They've got terrible defense. They've got terrible goaltending. Uh, and and their rebuild is just its ultimately going to boil down to, well, it's all a big failure. And the McDavid's going to want to leave. Dreisaitl's going to want to leave. You're going to blow the team up, and then boom, back to where you started. Yeah, and I mean, granted, they had their they had their hype where it's like, oh, they're going to be a number one team and stuff like that. But I'm talking like, like the Rangers. I don't think the Rangers are ever going to be bad. It's the market they're in. They're consistently bringing people in. I know you don't want to hear it. No, they'll but never be the worst team. No, same thing with same thing with the Penguins. Unless something astronomical happens, the Penguins are never going to be bad. Why? Because they sat through, and this was however many years ago, almost two decades ago, they sat through Sid Crosby being a rookie and Evgeny Malkin being a rookie, and they dealt with those growing pains rather than immediately abandoning ship right. and being like, oh, we can get we can get four firsts for Sid. Let's trade. Like, you know what I mean? Like, It's interesting that the Islanders got John Tavares and then let him walk and then and then. They just kept right on sucking. Well, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I don't think they knew he was going to walk because 
He said he wasn't going to walk. Well, he he skunked you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he's on that abomination of a team in Toronto that can't get out of the first round. And, and and the problem there is that they 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 need it so bad. <laughs> they need to win a cup, but they haven't won since '67. You know what I need real bad, Chris? What? I need to hit some parlays. Uh, Anthony, Panthony, give me some parlays. Make me stop talking hockey. All right, I'm back. Let me let me do my review of Nikki real quick. <laughs> Bet the rent? Yeah, it's not not that easy, Nikki. No, huh? Yeah. Huh? These things are not easy. So why 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 not take the big risk? Win some big bucks there. You're gonna lose the same amount anyway. Take the big risk. I've That's only right. been one off too. Um, but no, in reality, Nikki did great. Thank you for thank you for filling my seat and thank you for filling my side of the cozy coop. Yes, the same side. Um, I appreciate you, um, and you're obviously you're welcome back at any time. Oh, because, sure. Because uh, we got to gang up on Chris at least one time. He handled so, his business too. Oh yeah, he handled it. He was great. He handled it. Um, I'm gonna handle business here when it comes to bet the rent. Let's start with NCAA. This is gonna be my parlay at a Set plus. On my tailbone. Ow. Sorry. At a plus twenty-seven oh. thirty-eight. What is five, it? Plus 2738. Okay. We're going to go Kansas State at Texas. I'm taking the over 49.5. Nebraska minus three at Michigan State. Nebraska minus three. Michigan State's horrendous. Mizzou at Georgia. I'm taking Mizzou plus 15. Now, Chris, this was almost a Mizzou money line. Almost. Wow. I think they're going to pull the upset. I don't think Georgia's as good as advertised, but I'm going Missouri plus 15. Next, I'm riding my cash cow again. JMU, James Madison University, minus 5.5 at Georgia State. I think they're going to stomp them. And to finish that out, I have Illinois at Minnesota. Illinois money line. Minnesota doesn't, Minnesota doesn't get the juices flowing like Illinois does. So that sits at a plus 27.38. Again, that's going to be... K State and Texas That's over a good parlay. Aunt. K State and Texas over forty nine and a half. Nebraska minus three at Michigan State. Missouri plus fifteen at Georgia. JMU minus five and a half at Georgia State. And Illinois money line at Minnesota. Now let's move on to the professional world where <laughs> not that good. Um, <laughs> not, not as good. Not as good at all. This is going to be a four-pick parlay, sitting at plus 2404. I'm going to go Minnesota Vikings money line at Falcons. Um, I made this choice before Desmond Ritter was ruled out as the starter and Taylor Heineke was named the starter of the Falcons. But, big but. I know Kirk Cousins is out. Jaron Hall, you got to step up. I think Minnesota is going to play inspired. I hope they smack the Falcons in the face. Minnesota Vikings money line, Skull Vikings. Next up, I have the Rams money line at the Packers. Packers just traded their number one corner, well, number two corner, Rizul Douglas, to uh, Buffalo. And Jair Alexander did not look good last week against Jordan Addison. So I think Cooper Cup has a big game. I think Matthew Stafford has a big game. He needs a big game, does Cup. He's had a couple clunkers yep. since coming back. I'm taking Rams money line at Packers. Next up, you call it home cooking. I don't care. I would have taken the money line, but they're giving us points. You know what? I lied. Take the money line. It's going to adjust it. Carolina Panthers versus the Colts. 
Thomas Brown's calling the plays. Panthers got a win last week against a very good Houston team. I don't think Indy's as good as Houston. Indy has a great offense, not so great of a defense. I think I think Bryce Young will flourish this game. I think Minnesota. I think Carolina's defense is going to play well. Give me the Panthers' money line. And then finally, I have Philly uh, minus three versus the Cowboys. There's a funny stat out right now, and it's every team that has beaten the Cowboys has not won since they've beaten the Cowboys, which is that's I find that pretty funny. So the Cardinals beat them their own five. The uh, San Fran beat them their own three cents. I don't remember there was another team. But I think Philly's going to win this game. And Philly, I think they're going to win by a lot. I don't think Dallas is good. Um, Philly. Hey, Dak gets me my fantasy points. That's all I care about. Which is shocking to me. So this was a plus 2404 before I decided to make the not bad decision, but the decision to change the Panthers to the Panthers money line rather than uh, the plus two and a half. So again, that's going to be Vikings money line at Falcons, Rams money line at Packers, Panthers money line versus the Colts. And Eagles minus three versus Dallas. Give it a shot. Throw some throw some coin on it. Uh, bet the rent. All right, listen. So my hockey bet the rent. I, 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 I gave you the picks. I don't have the lines. They're not out yet. We will put them on our social medias. Okay? Yahoo. Not on Yahoo. It's not Yahoo Sports. It's, it's Sports and Spaghetti Podcast. Okay. So... I do Saturday games. Yes, there's a big upset in here, and I'm very excited about it because it's like the favorite moment of the NHL season for me. It's going to happen. You mark my words. So, first one, I just kind of pooped all over Edmonton, but I think they're going to beat Nashville. Uh, Edmonton scores a lot of goals uh, that they do. I think they win like a 5-4 type of game in like a shootout against Nashville. Um it's an early game Saturday. That's a three. That's a two p.m.er in Nashville. Um, the Oilers are going to be fired up. Um, yeah, Oilers money line versus Nashville. Then I have the Rangers money line at the Wild. Um, the Rangers are on a heater right now. They've won five in a row. Um, it could be six in a row by the time Saturday rolls around. Um, everything's kind of going firing in all on all cylinders for NYR. Uh, and the Wild only have three wins in in um, what are they? They're three. I think they're three and four, three and five. Yeah, they've they've lost a uh, quite a bit of games. Uh, the Wild have. Uh, they're not looking great, and I think the Rangers are going to take that. Those are two pretty safe ones. Now the crazy one. I have San Jose money line versus the Penguins. Yes, the O eight and one San Jose Sharks. Maybe they'll have won a game. Uh, by the time Saturday rolls around, um, that remains to be seen with their game on Thursday. Um, yeah, San Jose money line against the Penguins. Listen, the Sharks have to win a game eventually, and the Penguins are the best team for the job. If the Sharks were playing the Islanders, I would have picked the Sharks to win that game too. The Penguins are really good at losing when it matters most as they did last year to the Chicago Blackhawks, allowing the Islanders to advance and get my six games right during my wedding. I appreciate the Islanders. Um, Penguins are going down against the Sharks. Mark my words. That'll probably end up being around plus three-something. That's usually where I live. I've been one-off on both of mine so far that I've done, so hopefully this one hits. This ain't easy, boys. I told you. No. It's not easy. 
Uh, it seems like the way it goes is that you're one off on all of them. It's a very frustrating thing. Uh, but yeah, bet the rent. I've got mine for this week. Hopefully, uh, well, I'll be doing it. Um, hopefully, you will too, and hopefully, we win something. Yeah, and this is going to be this is going to be an invitation to Nikki just to make sure he watches. Nikki, if you'd like to be a weekly member of Bet the Rent, yeah. if you'd like to cook up a nice Thursday night football parlay, little same game parlay, cook it up, send it to Chris. We'll put it on the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Nikki's pickies. <laughs> Nikki's pickies. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, we'll we get go. Nikki's pickies going. That's excellent stuff. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting a little late here, so I think it's time to wrap up. I think it's time to wrap up with my favorite part. I think it's my favorite, and it's going to be a wonderful segment. We call it Grammys Grinders. You know what it's about. No, yeah, we know. Chris, take us away. Ah, <sighs> yes. So I never write my Grammys Grinder of the week down. Um, usually, it's because I come up with it kind of at the last minute. And as of like seven o'clock, I didn't have a Grammys grinder of the week, but I have my Grammys grinder of the week. Okay, um, it 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 has it has nothing to do with uh, professional sports. Um, it has to do with Westcon sports. Uh, first of all, shout out to Westcon for being six and two now overall, and six and one in the MASCAC. Hopefully that New England Bowl happens. We'll see. Westcon is undefeated since we've stepped in the booth. That's right. Um, hopefully this month we have a chance to go back. That remains to be seen. A, a lot of things have to go right. Um, but anyway, uh, in Westcon's 58-10 to 10 win over Worcester State last uh, um, on Monday, I should say, Dylan Jackson threw for two passing touchdowns for the Wolves after Keon Jones was taken out of the game because it was a blowout. Um, freshman Dylan Jackson in his in his freshman year got two passing touchdowns. Uh, Franceschini got was was the receiver of one of them. Uh, I'm just really excited that that he's on the stat sheet. He's got two passing touchdowns to, to his name in his freshman year, which is really cool that he's seen as much action as he has. Um, and he made an impact on the game. So, Dylan Jackson, you are my Grammys grinder of the week. Now, what's awesome about that is Dylan Jackson coming into their third game of the season, Westcon's third game of the season, he was the third-string quarterback. Never thought he'd see the field. Now, the guy's throwing for touchdowns and blowouts. That's another thing to give Westcon their credit. Uh, we've seen it. Uh, the, the teams they're playing, they don't pull their starters. They leave their starters out there. And Westcon is just – our backups are just dunking on these boys. Right. Dylan Jackson threw two touchdowns against starters. Uh, so it's if be, Keon went down, then Dylan Jackson could probably step in and be okay. It's going to be a great future for the Wolves, and we're we're glad to be there. Shout out Lori yes. for letting us be there. Absolutely, my Grammys grinder of the week is a is an oos, very near and dear to my heart. Oos means brother in Samoan. He is Samoan brother. There you go. It is not the Tongan that I'm planning on uh. kidnapping. No, no, <laughs> it is a man. <laughs> who was undrafted, came out of, he's an, he's an NFL player, he was undrafted, signed as an undrafted free agent May, May 4th, 2018. He was then waived September 1st, signed to the practice squad. Promoted to the active roster a week later, and then uh, was cut again by uh, his first team. 
then he signs with his second team as a backup linebacker, core special teamer, and he has exploded onto the scene. Um, you heard me mention him before. My Grammys Grinder of the Week, coming off of a 12-tackle, one-sack, two-pass deflection game, is Mr. Frankie Louvu. What a monster of game. Of the Carolina Panthers. And this man, I you know I do a lot of home cooking. We call we 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 can we can agree. We can agree on that. Okay. Okay. Steve. I do. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> in fact, do a lot of home cooking. But through eight games, okay, Frankie Louvu has twenty solo tackles, three and a half sacks, and I think three pass breakups. This guy is one of the most versatile and one of the most underrated players in the NFL. Um, this is a contract year. I hope he stays around for the Panthers. It's going to be a big payday, and I hope it's Carolina. But, I mean, this, uh, this guy, if you look at his tackles, it's, I mean, 12 tackles, 9 tackles, 7 tackles, 5 tackles, 9 tackles, 5 tackles. You go to his sacks, uh, he's three sacks, uh, three and a half sacks on the season. He has... Two pass deflections. They both came in last week's game. He was last week's uh, NFL Player of the Week. But, I mean, this guy is absolutely crazy. Last year posted 111 tackles, 19 tackles for loss, second in the NFL. And unless you're in the, you know, unless you're in the in the Panthers kingdom like I am, Panthers fandom like I am, you have no idea who Frankie Louvu is. And that's the epitome of a grinder. Came out of Washington State. Uh, by way of American Samoa, um, he's now a U.S. citizen. Shout out Frankie Louvu. Yeah, he played the best game of his career with his mother in attendance. It was her first game as well. Wow, cool! So that's super awesome. Shout out Frankie Louvu. Not only are you one of my probably my favorite current Panther, you are this week's Grammys grinder. Well, follow us on Instagram at Sports and Spaghetti Pod and on TikTok at Sports and Spag Pod. And make sure you like, comment, and let us know what you think. Um, please let us know what you think. Uh, thank you, Felipe. Thank you, Mom, for always letting us know what you think. Uh, I'm Chris, and that's Ant over there. And it's been Sports and Spaghetti. Take it away, Anthony. As always, take care of your loved ones. I once betted Truman Capote. <laughs> and as always, stay full. <laughs>